Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They are creating businesses that really add value to others, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, Inspiration for the Entrepreneurial Mind with Chris Cooper. If you're looking for ways to develop your entrepreneurial spirit while you contribute to a better world, you'll want to stay tuned for the next hour. Now, here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com and CC1Consulting.com and great to be back again this week. Can't believe it's uh, July already. Um, thanks uh, to our guests uh, last week, firstly Brad Burton and Terry Cooper of 4Networking. Uh, when I host shows with most guests, I, I usually find that I leave with, with one or two key things that have really stuck in my mind. And last week, for me, it was about getting really, really clear with your business vision and then just having the self-belief to keep on pursuing it relentlessly. And I was also reminded um, by the guests' very different and complementary skills of the, the importance of finding to people to work with who bring you know, different skills to you. And I've done that myself this week. I've, um, I'm now working with a company called Positive Ground, positiveground.co.uk, and they're helping me with the management and marketing of this show. And it's really great to have the grounded support of Sarah Beth and the inspiration of Peter Roper. So thanks, guys. Good to have you on board. Now, I'm continuously speaking to business owners, and one of the key issues that's almost always on people's minds, including, to be quite honest, my own, is using the Internet effectively. Yet for, for those of us starting a business or in business, don't you find that it's a never-ending process of asking yourself questions like, you know, why and what and where and when and who and how? And, and I've certainly found that you know, web presence, including social media, is just a continuous process of learning and evolution. And you kind of do one thing and then discover something new and think, why didn't I do it that way in the first place? And I'm therefore delighted to be hosting a show today on internet psychology with two leading internet and social media experts. Uh, Graham Jones is a web psychologist and focuses on how people behave online and in particular how we can understand their behavior so that we can engage with them better. He's also an award-winning author with 29 books to his name. Yes, 29, which uh, I've got to be honest, I'm in complete awe as I'm still writing my first. And uh, Graham's also a former president of the Professional Speaking Association in the UK. He's a qualified psychologist. And besides uh, many other amazing qualifications, he's a thoroughly nice person. And I, I found some really interesting facts on his website that I'm just going to quickly share. So it's your fault, Graham, for putting these on there in the first place. <laughs> And just a few interesting ones. He sang backing vocals on the top 30 record by Sham 69. 
Um, he also accidentally interrupted Margaret Thatcher. I'm, so I'm giving you age away a little bit there. Uh, mid-speech by walking in through the wrong door. So probably the only person that ever managed to get her to stop in mid-flow, I imagine. And he also quite literally bumped into Kate Winslet. Um, I'm also known for saying oops quite regularly myself, Graham. Um, Ant Hodges, on the other hand, runs an agency focused on startups with particular expertise in the use of social media and how it can be used for search engine optimization. I also heard he was recently on a radio show and actually brought the site down as so many people wanted to hear his advice. And I'm looking forward to the same happening to be more achieved more doctor. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> and recently told me he was about to celebrate his 10th wedding anniversary with his wife, which, um, which helps. Uh, it's a beautiful hotel in Windsor. And the following week, I saw some very romantic photographs of that weekend appeared on his personal Facebook page. It's to see that romance is not dead. And I'm sure my wife would agree that I could learn a lot more from Ant than just about the Internet. So <laughs> a big welcome to Graham Jones and Ant Hodges. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. So... So before we get on to the really serious stuff, um, Graham, there's a story that I'd just love you to share that I noticed on your website about a gorilla. Do you fancy sharing it with us? <laughs> yeah, well, when, when I was first at university, uh, I had to study how human beings kind of fitted with other species very close to us, like gorillas and chimpanzees and so on. And so our lecturer took us to London Zoo, where there's a very famous gorilla there at the time called Guy the Gorilla. And Guy was lying down on his stomach, resting his head on his hands, looking up at all of us students who are there looking at him. And I said, what's that silver line down his back? And the lecturer said, oh, Mr. Jones, don't you listen to what I say? Don't you listen to my lectures? And of course, there's a load of school kids and all other people looking around and I'm being you know reduced in size by my lecturer who's going on and on and on about the fact that I should have listened to her lectures and she said if I've told this class once I've told them a dozen times that's the zip where the man gets in and out every morning <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who don't know he's a silverback gorilla it was the silverback gorilla so the, the you know the the leader of the pack has a silver marking down their back so uh, and I'd obviously not been awake for that nine o'clock lecture. <laughs> Reminds me a little bit of uh, when I talked to a ski instructor in France once. He was telling me that he had a lady in the party who he didn't, um, he'd got a sense wasn't particularly bright. And she asked him what the um, the lumps were in the going down the hillside. You know what they call those those things that the people ski over the um, yeah. The mound bumps. And he said he told her that it was um, it was a sheep that hibernate during. <laughs> And apparently she was then telling all of her friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, so let's let's move on from gorillas and and let's start. So I'll start with you, Graham. Um, what do you mean by internet psychology? What I mean is finding out how your customers behave online. What is it they do? Because the, there are several things we know about the way people use the internet. We know that the average time they take any of us takes to make a decision about are we going to stick with this page for any length of time or are we going to click away the average time we take to make that decision is 0.56 of a second so you've got half a second really in order to initially engage people and then you've got a maximum of four seconds to make them want to stay. So people are very have very short attention spans. You've got to be able to engage with them immediately in order for them 
to stay on your website. So what is it your customers want to engage with? How do they behave? What turns them on? What makes them interested? That's the kind of stuff that I deal with. So that's really about when they first come onto the internet, um, initially just creating an impact and a, and a desire and an interest. That yeah. The way. Absolutely. Uh, any any um, perceptions or thoughts from you, Ant, on that? Effectively, what we need to be doing, um, what we need to be doing with um, all of the activity that we we have online when it comes to marketing our business and so on and so forth, we need to constantly be measuring things and monitoring what people are doing online so that we can best improve those activities. Because if we don't know what's going on then we don't know what's working, so therefore we don't know if we're wasting our time and our money on things that aren't working. So testing, measuring, and understanding the behavior of, of the people when they come onto our website and what they do and how they take action and, and having systems and processes in place to be able to measure and test new ways of doing things or to improve the things that aren't working as well is vital for everyone. Excellent. <clears throat> I mean... Do we do we have? Do you feel we have a good handle on all of those things now? I think I, th- I think people, sometimes people can get hung up on them, and they can constantly live in those statistics and things. But I think that the, we have we we have readily available to us now so many different pieces of technology that would allow us to do that online, and a lot of them are free. So one of the biggest tools that you could use on your website would be Google Analytics. And that would track the behavior and activity on your website. There are other tools and techniques that you can use to um, basically sp- split test your audience. So, for instance, you could use uh, another tool by Google called the Web Optimizer that you could basically put maybe a green button on your shopping cart page in- for some of your visitors and then an orange button for some of your visitors and it will measure and test to see whether the difference in the color will actually make a difference to the behavior and the usability of the site so that you you've got all these tools and techniques available and it for some people they just need to be shown that they're there and they're made available but it's these kinds of technology that big online retailers are using to measure and to test their websites and also bigger businesses to make sure that people are going to get the value out of their website rather than them just build a website that they think their customers will actually want to use. Great. So the, the distinction with this, this is really about, therefore, about you know what is the kind of psychology and behavior of your customers specifically, which may be different to other people's customers. So these are not general it's not it's not general kind of uh, analysis available it's uh, it's it's understanding who your customers are and how they use your site and um and how they might want to use it is that does that make sense does that make yeah i mean from my perspective that that's exactly what you've got to be doing because the um customers in each market are going to behave slightly differently they come from maybe different cultural backgrounds they maybe have different kind of ways of thinking within each particular kind of target market so you know if you're aiming if you're a business to business kind of operation and you maybe you're aiming at people in the public sector the way those people tend to think collectively and that influences their behavior is slightly 
slightly different to maybe somebody who's targeting a more entrepreneurial kind of setting. So you've got to do exactly as Ant says. You've got to test these things and see what works exactly. But there's some basic things that you can do before the testing. So Ant was talking about the colors of your uh, shopping cart buttons. Basic psychology would suggest to us that red is probably the best button color to have for your, you know, buy now button. And the reason for that is that red gives people a sense of urgency. It's the color we associate with urgent things. And so consequently, if you've got a red button, the chances are people think of clicking that button at a faster rate than they might click a green button, which is a more relaxing kind of color. We associate it with the countryside. There's no sense of urgency with it. And so even though people might think, you know, green is go and red is stop, actually the basic psychology is the other way around, and it would suggest that red's a better button. So you could test red versus orange or red versus blue, but the chances are red would probably work better for many people. So you could use a bit of basic psychology and then a, uh, and do some testing like Ant suggests, and then you get the results for your market because not every market will associate red with urgency. That is uh, a very fascinating point because I would have naturally thought of <laughs> green for go and red yep. for not. So a great um Okay, example there straight away. So maybe we could um, you could share what the common problems for businesses are when it comes to the internet. What are the key things, Graham, that we should be looking at? I think the the key thing that people uh, that some businesses really get uh, and so, some don't is that the, the the ones that get it understand that they've got to engage people. That doesn't mean um, making them, you know, go wow or something. It means you've got to engage the part of their brain that makes them feel as though they are wanted on that site. So you're, you, you're effectively having a, a, a visitor who's arriving in your home. And what do you, you know, if somebody arrived in your home, would you ignore them? Would you not call them by name? Would you uh, ignore them for uh, a, a period of time? So all these kind of things is what most websites do. Most of those brochure websites are not dynamic. They don't treat people personally. They don't uh, say hello. They don't actually engage with people because unlike a business where maybe if you were a retailer you're engaging with you know your business to many people who come into your shop and are wandering around your shop but online it's one person at a time so one person is engaging with you and they expect to be treated as individuals and so i think that's the biggest thing mistake that many businesses make they don't treat their visitors as individuals great <coughs> I've got a couple of minutes until we go to commercial break, but what are your uh, key problems that you see out for people using the Internet? I, I, when I'm working with startups and small businesses, helping them to really understand how they can put a strategy in place to be able to use the Internet to generate more profit for their business, it really comes down to being able to define that strategy well enough to be able to manage it properly because many people will come and say, I know I need to get involved in social media. Social media is the in thing, so I need to focus all of my attention on that. And actually, some companies will say, I need to look at search engine optimization and getting ranked in Google to get my website higher because that's the thing that I've been told to do. Actually, what many businesses need to think about is they need to have uh, a strategy that will touch as many of these different techniques that you can use on the Internet to market your business and to get your website found. 
within budget and within the time constraints of what you've got. So looking at, for instance, social media as one channel that you can use, we can go on multiple platforms. So we can use Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, all of these channels. But then managing all of them together can be difficult. So actually starting maybe with just one or two of those, as well as dipping your toe into email marketing, maybe some pay-per-click marketing, as part of a strategy to start with is the best process. Rather than thinking, oh, there's so much choice out there, what do I start with? It's picking one or two and just starting there. Great stuff. Well, thank you. We're going to go to a commercial break now, but after the break, we're going to find out much more about how we get found on the internet and how we build traffic to our site, etc. So um, do join us again after the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Booster your business. Come join Jenny B and discover the keys to your success. Each week our program will help you earn more cash and rewards with less effort. You may even be inspired to join the lucrative world of party planning and direct sales. Discover how you can boost bookings, sales, and recruits. Come learn what you need to do to build your team with recognition and rewards. Listen for Booster Your Business with Jenny B. every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. G? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters with Dr. G airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchievedMore.com. And, uh, and as the messenger said, if you have any uh, questions um, for either of the guys um, for the show, which I might be able to squeeze in, then feel free to email me. You can email me at Chris at BeMoreAchievedMore.com, and I will um, see if I can answer any of those questions for you today. So um, I'm going to just ask you if I could um, ant, because uh, we were talking about this in the break. Um, you know, Can people today afford not to take the internet seriously because I do know, still know some people who don't. Yeah, I, I, th- I think 
my my own view and actually when you look at the scale of what's happening today with the internet i don't i believe that every business large and small should be online in some way shape or form it's ultimately where their customers are going to be because we now live on the internet we have mobile devices smartphones tablets um we we have desktop devices we have pc tvs um we're online constantly now and um it's now so much part of our lives that if as a business we're not engaged online in maybe building relationships with people sharing content with people positioning ourselves as an expert within the internet then we're not going to be dealing we're not going to be speaking to those customers and actually what's going to happen is our competitors and the other people that are online are going to have that level of engagement so for me i don't, i i certainly think that it's something that businesses can't ignore anymore and they need to engage as much as they can great so i'm going to, i'm going to move now on to um, I think some what I think are some fundamental questions uh, when it comes to um, websites. I know these are often um, question on the internet that um, people will be thinking about uh, and challenged by. So uh, the first one I want to ask you, Graham, is how do we go about getting found on the internet? Because I know we hear all this stuff about SEO and what have you. How how do we best get found on the internet? Well, the way I look at this is think about the businesses that are doing really, really well online and model their behavior. Because if they're, if they're doing fantastically, like Facebook is, like Google is, like Amazon is, if they're being found, what is it that they did when they were small and unknown to be found? And all of the data shows us that these people spend their life getting people to their websites and generating traffic in what you might call the real world. They focus on getting uh, articles in newspapers, getting stuff on TV, getting stuff on radio. They focus on public relations. If you think about big news organizations like CNN or the BBC, what do they do in terms of getting traffic to their websites? They're constantly promoting web pages, websites, forums, blogs, everything else on their traditional channels. So one of the things that many businesses forget in terms of getting traffic is that they've got to promote their website as though it were any other part of their business they were promoting, almost as though it was a product, and they've got to promote that in the real world. And far too many businesses think that all you've got to do is build a web business and get everybody to it using the web. Unfortunately, what you're doing there is missing out the trick that the biggest businesses in the world have used to generate traffic. Okay. Um, what about, though, uh, maybe you can answer this uh, and related to this question. I mean, when you, if it's, as a small business owner, perhaps, people might be listening to this and say, well, there's only me or there's me and my PA or there's only four or five of us. How, do we, how much time should we allocate to actually doing this in the mix of what we do? Because uh, it, can, it can become a, a job in itself. Yeah, it certainly can be because, again, we've got so many different things that we can do when it comes to online marketing for our businesses that we can, can uh, our life can, could almost get consumed by it. And I think the key thing that what we, that, that we, we must remember as startups or small businesses is actually thinking, okay, well, where is our audience? 
is our audience uh, a local audience? Is it is it going to be a worldwide audience? Do we have products and services that we just um, are able to give to um, local local businesses, local people, or can we ship our product internationally? And that's where you need to start to think: okay, where is our audience, and what does our audience look like? And then start going and looking for the places that they're going to be online. So, for instance, if you had a particular business that you were focused on helping coaches, um, business coaches or trainers, go and look for online forums. Go and look for groups within LinkedIn and Facebook and start engaging where they are already and start having conversation and building relationship with them in the places that they already are, rather than having to think, okay, the, the old adage of, you know, the field of dreams mentality, if I build it, they will come. It doesn't happen anymore. We need to go out there and we need to engage in those places where our audience is already there and have the conversation with them. Great. So, <clears throat> so in terms of, say, building our, our traffic to our website then, we actually have to, we have to, we have to go to places and, and bring them to us. Is that... That's that that that's one way, and I, actually, to start with, because things such as search engine optimization, the work of getting your website ranked up in the search engines is not an instant hit. So it's a long-term strategy, and for many, it could be the best long-term strategy that they have to get their website ranked. But there are other things that you can do, such as paid advertising. So the adverts down the right-hand side of the search engines, pay-per-click advertising, that's instant visibility in the search engines. But obviously, you're paying for that. You can also look at blogging and social media and sending email newsletters or doing joint ventures with other people who, as I, as, as I say many times, they fish in the same pond for the same type of customers and you have complementary services. So you could look at doing a joint venture with another organization to help market to the same audience. They're not necessarily in competition with you, but they're offering your services as added value to their audience as well. So there's many, there's many ways that you can obviously look at doing that and finding the balance in terms of looking at the stuff uh, looking at the inbound marketing techniques that you can have in and as well as the physical engagement you could probably and, and and many businesses spend hours every day doing this kind of thing but if you focus your attention and you know where your audience is then what you could do is you could employ somebody who knows what they're doing about seo you could employ somebody who knows what they're doing about email marketing and plan a campaign and they run it for you but then spend maybe just a short amount of time of your day, maybe just 10, 15 minutes, just dipping into those forums and seeing if there are quick snapshot answers popping into the groups on LinkedIn and Facebook and seeing if there are quick snapshot answers that you can give to engage and to build that relationship. Great stuff. Um, <clears throat> great, Graham, um, visibility in Google, I mean, how can we, from your perspective, improve it? It's uh, so important. But there's an assumption in that question that we need to. You see, and I, I, <laughs> I, I think all those things that Ant is saying is, is great. And, you know, I would advise many of my clients to do all those things like blogging and Facebook and all the other aspects of the things he spoke about. But there's a, something fundamental that we need to consider as a business. You see, if you've only got not between 0.56 of a second and four seconds to engage your audience, 
we've got to focus on why would they want to engage with us. They want to engage with us because they trust us. And so most people who go to Facebook already know about it, already trust it, Most before they even get to the Internet. Most people who go to Google to search things already trust Google because they know about Google. So the point is that what you've got to do is get your brand built and trusted before you even think about getting people to your website. And far too many people concentrate on all these techniques of delivering traffic to their website. And what happens is they get traffic to their website, but they don't get any business. And traffic isn't business. Traffic just gets you, you know, you can be top of the search engines, and I'm sure Ant or uh, I could get any business to the top of the search engines easily, but that doesn't mean they'll get business, because if their potential target audience doesn't already know about them and already trust them, if they click on there, they're only going to stay there for four seconds, and you're not going to convert people in four seconds. So what you've got to do, like all the other big businesses do, is build your brand in the real world and get people to trust it, so that when they come to your website then they're already in line with you and they're already thinking about what they might do with your website. And all of this is backed up by data from Google themselves because they show us when they when they do a super analysis of all of Google Analytics, it shows that 37% of people who visit websites all over the world, 37% of people who visit websites visit websites as a result of typing in the address directly themselves. And that's the biggest way people get to websites. So what that tells us is most visits to most websites are from people who already know about the website before they've even logged on. So we've got to concentrate on building our business in the real world, and that will get you your website visitors. And if you're not number one on Google, well, that won't matter very much by then, will it? I mean, that feels a really sensible strategy and certainly – a you know, from my experience uh, a few years ago of investing in Google advertising, I think um, it'd be fair to say that that was happening to myself. I was investing money. A lot of people were coming to the site, but I wasn't seeing um, a lot in the way of a return from that. And, you know, you've just crystallized something for me. It's, uh, it's about building in the real world first, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and, and I suppose also having some of those people who have experienced you in the good world of saying good things about you to other people. And that then means they visit your site with a, with a, some trust. Yeah, I mean, that's how social media works. One of the, the, the reasons we uh, persuasion is about um, social proof. So if you've got social proof, people are much more likely to trust you. So if other people are talking about you, other people are recommending you, then whether that's in the real world or whether that's in social media, then that increases the chances of you being able to get those people to, to visit your site and stay with it. Great. We're going to go to commercial break uh, again in a moment. But um, and after the break, we're going to find out initially about about how best to keep people on your site. So we'll be back again with you. Do join us in a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life, every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. 
What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of bemoreachievemore.com, and I'm with Graham Jones and Ant Hodges, and we're talking about Internet psychology. And, Ant, let me start um, this section with yourself. Um, Keeping... How do you best keep people on your site? Because um, as Graham just said, you may have four seconds or something like that for them to look at it. But when they're there, how do you keep them on it? A lot of people will say that we need to produce really good quality content that people will engage with and that they will um, that they will read the content that you're producing or that they will watch the videos that you produce. Video is proving to be one of the most engaging things that you can do to keep people on your website. But also applications and tools. So, for instance, if you're a financial advisor, you, you work in that industry, you could create a mortgage calculator in, uh, or something like that that would enable people just to use that tool and stay on your website. But all of these things get talked about all of the time. And I think one of the most important parts, and unfortunately, I come across it time and time and time again, is actually clear navigation. Clear navigation on your website that shows people the other pages that you have on your website, the other categories of articles, the other categories of products that you have on your website, and actually making sure it's really easy for them to go from page to page on your website. And navigation is always something that gets addressed when we do like usability reviews for websites, because more often than not, when we then look at some of the statistics in things like Google Analytics, the measurement tools, we go back to looking at the behavior. We maybe see that people are only visiting one or two pages on the website. And we look at for the reasons why that is. And the majority of the reasons, it comes down to clear navigation and needing clear navigation on your website. Fabulous. I'm going to. I'd like to ask you more questions about that, but I'm mindful of some of the things that I want to want to ask. So I'm going to move across now to Graham and. Ask your opinion 
And we may also be able to, I've just had a, a question in from Toby Lerone. So thank you, Toby, uh, who that's related to this uh, question. He, my question was going to be about how do you convert people into buyers on your website? And Toby said, what are the first steps I should take as a startup business to use the power of the internet to make initial profit? So maybe you can somehow, Graham, uh, tackle those two <laughs> questions in one for us. <laughs> they're sort of okay. related, but they're different. Okay. <laughs> I'll try my best. Uh, but- the first thing is to define who your target audience is. Who are the people you are really trying to get and what are you trying to get them to do? If we think about many successful websites, the function of what we're supposed to do on that website is absolutely clear from the word go. So you open up Google, you know you've got to type in that box in the middle to search for stuff. You open up Facebook, you know what you're going to do is to communicate with your friends. You go to Amazon, you know the one thing you're going to do is buy something. You go to eBay, you know the one thing you're going to do is sell something probably. So what you need to do as a uh, startup is first of all not only work out what your target market is so that you really, really focus your business. And online we should focus more narrowly than ever before, than businesses have ever done before. Really, really narrow focusing. And you narrow your focus to tiny audiences and then you make it absolutely clear the action you want them to take on your website when they get there so what what are they what are you expecting them to do far too many businesses especially startups set up by saying uh, this is what we are and to be honest nobody cares what you are nobody cares what your business is nobody gives a stuff really about that what they want to know is what they can do when they've landed on your website what are you expecting them to do in those first four seconds good advice good advice any thoughts from you on that um i i i think in terms of setting your website up and wanting to earn quick profit you know it 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 does as as Graham says, you've got to understand what your audience is coming to your website to do. Um, you know, having a website that says, we started this business in 23 years ago and we've now just created the website and going into the family history um, and saying, you know, all about the business, that, that, that can be useful, but put it on the About Us page or put it somewhere else on the website that if people want to have that information, they can go for it. Your homepage or your website if if you're looking to start your website and get it rocking right from the word go is make sure your homepage is really clear about what people can do to engage with you take action and if you're wanting them to pick up the phone make sure that your phone number is visible if you're wanting them to enter their details into a form so that you could follow it up make sure the form is clearly visible make sure that your products are clearly priced on your website you know many businesses particularly in the business-to-business space, don't put their prices on their website. But many studies have shown that price is the most important thing on a website for making buying decisions. So if your prices are not on your website, how are people even going to gauge whether you're expensive or whether you're cheap? If you put your prices on, then you're going to be able to sort the wheat from the chaff even before people get in contact with you. And those that can't afford you won't go anywhere. But those that think that you offer good value will then pick up the phone and you're already starting to go down the buying cycle because they already know what the price is going to be. Would you do, would you do the same thing for things like consultancy? 
Uh, for consultancy, for sure. If you, if for instance, you look at the HodgesNet website, all of our pricing is there. All of our pricing on every product that we offer is there. And the reason that it's there is because our competitors, one, are not putting their prices on their websites. So we're separating ourselves immediately. And we want to show that it's good value so that we're not seen to be the most expensive SEO company or if we want to do some video training to help you use web video on your website. You know, all of these things make our, the inquiries that come through our website are therefore pre-qualified. So we're spending the time on the inquiries that already know what the price is and they've already made that first decision to come through and actually say, okay, well, I know the price. It's not going to be out of my budget. I'll get in touch with them. How about you, Graham? Would you, would you put all of your prices on your website? Uh, yeah, if you go to yeah. my website, then you'll, you'll find the prices on grahamjones.co.uk. So, um, but the important thing here is about that attention span, that short amount of time. That if you're thinking about those consultancy businesses, normally what they would do is go, well, we want to talk to uh, those clients. We want to try and have a discussion with them. We want to work out exactly what it is they want. And then we can work out exactly what we're going to offer to them. And then we can work out a price. And that's the traditional model of business the, for business to business. Unfortunately, you can't do that in four seconds. So you don't have the opportunity. So this is about a completely different attitude to business to business consulting that when people come online and they're thinking about I need some consultancy to help me achieve this they're going to go online and they're going to want to know what the price is because they're going to want to be able to make a decision in four seconds as to whether you are in the in the ballpark that they're interested in or should they be going to a different website so in order to get that across in four seconds you've got to have your prices right um, how do you therefore and when you've got people on your site, how do you keep them coming back? And I obviously, when you're looking, at, so the, the, if you've got products that you're physically selling on your website, then certainly you can build in things like, okay, well, we have new products. So, for instance, if you sell wine on your website. Um, and, and you're a wine merchant, if you've just got a new shipment in or if you've just been to a new vineyard and you've picked up some great new wine and you're going to then start selling that online, making sure that you're telling people about new products, new services that you've got and use tools such as email marketing, social media, blogging to be able to communicate that with people. Um, you can keep people coming back by offering them staged training. So, for instance, there are some consultants' websites that, to get past this four-second um, gap that we talk of, uh, this four-second decision-making process that we were just talking about, they may offer some free video training. So, maybe a three-part video training series for entering a name and email address. What that will do is that will send them emails and messages to keep coming back to the website to watch the next part in the video. And I think the biggest thing is, and we, we, you go back to Robert Cialdini, um, one of the, the, the weapons of influence is consistency and commitment. If you're, cons if you're consistent in the, 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 the messaging that you're putting together in terms of all of the value that you're trying to add to people's lives, because... When we're talking about building relationships with people, we need to add value to their lives or their businesses to enable them to solve problems that they've got or satisfy desires that they have. We can do that by producing regular content that is consistent with our message 
and that we're committed to delivering it. And when people see that, they will want to keep coming back because they'll say, okay, I know every Tuesday that that company blogs about that particular subject. So every Tuesday, I would want to read that because that's their issues that I have in my life or their things that I find really helpful in my life. And I'll keep going back. Well, and what Ant says there is really important, actually, because this is some basic psychology that um, one of the things we know about survival instincts, things that keeps us you know, living and breathing and wanting to continue uh, surviving, is that we learnt fairly early on in human development that if we ate you know, old meat, if we ate old berries, old food, rotten food, those people who ate that tended to to die because they were poisoned. And so consequently, those people who were eating all the fresh stuff tended to survive. So deep in our in our brains, there's this bit of psychology that says we always want the fresh stuff, which is why if you go onto a website and it says, you know, copyright 1999, you think actually it's out of date, even though that information is as current now as it was then. So the, the having fresh stuff on your website, constantly updating it, appeals to that basic bit of psychology that says fresh is best marvellous fresh is best I shall uh, shall remember that <laughs> always because I think it's very very true isn't it people like to see that that change we're going to go back to commercial break again right now we shall be back with you again um, shortly to find out some more and uh, we'll, we'll have a quick discussion about analytics when we get back after the break When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you are looking for both an inside and insightful look at what you're not seeing in media coverage of today's legal, business, and policy battles, tune into In the Court of Public Opinion with host Jim Haggerty. What happens in the public arena affects us all. Whether you're following the latest high-profile court case, corporate crisis, or are just interested in government and policy, be sure to tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. The witnesses are ready and the jury seated. So join us for our next session in the Court of Public Opinion. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Or listen on demand to our archived shows. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at BeMoreAchieveMore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com. I'm with Graham Jones and Anna Hodges. We're talking about Internet psychology. And I'd like to um, ask you, uh, Graham, um, how much attention should we give to analytics? 
Um, you should certainly use it to uh, help you see what pathways people are going through, what kind of actions they're taking on your website, and then do more of those things because that's clearly what they want to do. But I wouldn't laboriously, uh, for many businesses, I wouldn't laboriously go over uh, the details. If you're a massive, big retailer like uh, Amazon or somebody like that, then the details are really, really important to you because you're aiming at you know millions and millions of people and you want them to take tiny little actions. So those, that data becomes absolutely fundamental to your business. But for the bulk of businesses online, they're not in that league and consequently they should take notice of the analytics but spend more time taking notice of their people and find out what they want, talk to their customers. Far too many businesses don't even talk to their customers, don't even speak to them to find out what they like, what they don't like, what do they want more of, what don't they want more of. You know, Have you got focus groups? Do you do surveys? All these kind of things are actually frequently more important than the analytics. I'm not saying we shouldn't use the analytics, but we need to put them in perspective. We shouldn't run our business entirely around the analytics. They're just part of the information that we use in cooperation with everything else. Good. Ant, I'm gonna I'm gonna move fairly quickly because I've got some. We've not got a lot of time, and I've got some um, some key things I want to get through. But I was just interested um, in terms of the number of different platforms that you can use for websites. And I know you've got some uh, some views on the the best sort of platforms to use at the moment. So I'd just be interested in you sharing that. Yeah, I mean, it's just very very uh, when when you're looking at different businesses and who want to use. The internet um, to to generate profit. You're either selling product online, so you've either got a website that physical people can physically come onto and buy product, or you're using that website to talk about your products and services that you're not physically able to sell on the internet. And um, we believe that there are two platforms that ultimately can serve those different types of websites. Magento being one for e-commerce, for selling product online, and WordPress for being a website system that you can then use to generate a website. Now, you can sell through WordPress as well, but it doesn't have the systems and the functionality that a Magento system would have. Both these systems are constantly under active development at the moment. They have a tribe of people around the world, a massive community that are constantly adding to them and developing them. So it's they're both two systems that really you either, if you're selling online, think about Magento. If you need a website where you're producing lots of good quality content and you want to engage people as well, then use WordPress. And what if you want to do both? Or if you, you want to do both? <laughs> if you want to do both, you can do both through both of the systems. But obviously what you're thinking about is actually thinking, what is the main purpose for my website? Is it to, is it to sell physical product? Yes. Okay. Let's use Magento. On Magento, we can blog and we can provide regular content in the same way that we can with WordPress. It's just that the engine behind Magento is a little bit more sophisticated. We've got some more functionality that's specifically geared for e-commerce websites, whereas you can sell product through a WordPress website as well. So, Good. Uh, so we talked a lot about some um, internet, and uh, that was very helpful information there, Ant. Um, what about... Um, Using you know, the internet and using a website in collaboration with social media. What's your views on that, Graham? How best should we use social media? Uh, well, you should use social media to talk to people. Um, so, um, you know, it's a conversation you're having. Uh, and so it, it, there's a, a giveaway in the word social. 
but far too many people focus on the word media. And so what they do is they deliver stuff, but they never actually engage with anybody, which is a bit like having a conversation with a friend at a dinner party just by keeping giving, you know, just by handing documents out to them and not talking to them. Your your dinner party wouldn't last very long. So this is about a conversation, and so you need to talk to people. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't deliver content via social media, but you do need to have that conversation at the same time. And also... Even in business, you need to reveal stuff about you personally. So all those people who say, I don't want to go on Twitter and say, I've just had a jam sandwich or whatever it is. Actually, that's some of the stuff you should be saying because it reveals your personality. We can't connect with people individually unless we know what kind of person they are. So rather than just delivering business stuff and talking in business words, you're going to have to put your personality in. You know, if you're, if you're going to the football, say, talk about the, the, the game on your, your Twitter stream. If, you, if you've done something, share some pictures on your, your Facebook page that's personal. Just, do, just treat it as a way of extending that connection, that discussion, that conversation you have with people as individuals. I mean, do you have any best practice maybe you know, and when it comes to uh, using, say, Facebook? Some people use it as a Facebook personal site they have a as i do and have a, a business one as well um, some people do the same sort of thing with with twitter and separate them i mean is there any best practice in terms of where you should be and how you should set yourself up most effectively i think within facebook specifically you've got um you have to physically have a profile within facebook uh with a date of birth so that's a giveaway that when you create a Facebook account, it needs to be for you as a person. And then you have a personal Facebook profile. What you then do is when you start thinking about, okay, well, I've started a business now. How do I, how do I run this business through Facebook? Now, many people will say you can just do it by using your personal account. But if you're like me, um, you might be going away you know, a couple of weekends time. I'm going camping with the guys and we're going fishing. Those pictures may not necessarily be totally relevant to my business if I'm posting them up on my Facebook personal page. However, if I had a separate business profile, if I had a separate business page, within Facebook, where I could post that relevant content, I could post images and photos of events that we, I was at with the guys, where we go out for a meal together as a team, all of these kinds of things, you can then put that on your business page. And you're keeping the audiences separate because how you talk and communicate with your friends and your grandma and all of these kinds of things will be very different to how you communicate and have conversation with your business colleagues and clients. Now, on Twitter, for instance, I have a Twitter account for Ant Hodges. And HodgesNet, my business, has a separate HodgesNet Twitter account as well. And we HodgesNet talks about the business side of things. I talk about the business side of things on my account also. But like Graham was saying, I also maybe put photos of me in the park with my, with my daughters. They're riding around on their bikes or something and... You know, my youngest daughter, Lucy, has just been able to start riding a scooter. So I recently took a photo and put that up on Instagram, which then shares it with Facebook and Twitter. You've got to understand your audience ultimately and what value are they going to get out of the content you're going to provide? Because it should always be about building relationships with them and giving them constant, huge value. 
rather than just broadcast, as Graham was saying. Graham, how about you? What's your opinion? Um, it's going to depend, as Ant says, on your audience, and it's going to depend on you. And uh, some people, uh, Ant's talking there about what a psychologist would call personas, which are kind of subsets of your personality, so that you will have a different persona in the office than you might have at home with your children or that you might have with your grandma kind of thing. Um, but those different personas, they still have your core personality at heart. And what people are really trying to to get out of you online is to find out what your real personality is. And so we do need to give that away. And that's why if you did have these two separate uh, accounts, as Ant's suggesting, you would still need occasionally to put some of the personal stuff in that business account. So you'd be selective about what you put in there to match your business persona. But you need to put those things in because otherwise people can't connect with you, the individual. Oh, that makes that makes a lot of sense. We've got um, oh, we're, we're very close to the end, so I just, I just wanted to say um, thank you very much to you both for being on the show today. I hope you've uh, enjoyed being with us. It's Great. been fun. Good. It's uh, <laughs> been great. And I have to say I've written lots of notes myself. I think there's been some fabulous content today, and I hope the rest of the listeners um, think so as well. I'm sure they will. It's been brilliant. So thanks again, and... Uh, Hopefully we get you back again in the future. Um, to find out more about Graham Jones, go to www.grahamjones.co.uk and also Ant Hodges, you can go to www.anthodges.co.uk. Um, on next week's show, we've got Kevin Gaskell. And Kevin is uh, well known for having turned around the fortunes of both Porsche and BMW in the UK. He's also walked to both North and South Poles and raised half a million pounds for a cancer unit. And uh, he's done some amazing things. And he's um, going to talk to us about delivering extraordinary results from ordinary people. And uh, I would strongly recommend uh, joining and, and listening to that show. It's unusual that I actually pre-recorded it, so I know that it's going to be a good one, and, and there's some uh, amazing insights from Kevin. So if you've got any questions or feedback, please send them to Chris at BeMoreAchievemore.com. You can leave them on my Facebook page at Facebook.com slash BeMoreAchievemore. And also do subscribe at BeMoreAchievemore.com for the newsletter, and I update you on, uh, on future shows and past shows. Thanks again to our guests, Graham and Ant, and uh, we'll speak to you again shortly. We thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.